What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson, alongside Big Ben Askew. What's up, Big Ben Askew? Back I'm, on the show. I'm back. We missed you. King Ranch. Oh, yeah. Askew. That's right. So, so, so glad to have you back. Uh, you're going to become a regular part of the show. You've been this year's third episode or two or three or I what? I don't remember. All right. We're going to get you in the game. We are going to relaunch here shortly the MCD, Modern Christian Dudes, All right. because we got Big Ben. So we got to, you know, get some new hype, some new oh, yeah. commercial, yeah. maybe new songs, some stuff like that going maybe on. Some logo stuff, maybe. Going to be a rock star um, conversation that we have today. We have Isaac Smith, rock star of the band called Chaotic Resemblance. What's up, Isaac Smith? Hello. We'll talk to you in just a second All right. here. I'll be here. Good to have a rock star on the show today. And we're normally just common, everyday dudes. So you're going to elevate the coolness of the show, uh, possibly. And anyway, good friend, good friend. Actually was on one of the other podcasts I've done, Grace Point Daily. Back in the day, that was a little bit more testimonial. But we're going to talk about the rock star life today. Because every modern Christian dude in my book is a rock star. Wouldn't you agree, Big Ben? Yeah, they are. So yeah. let's talk a few things before we get into our discussion, conversation with Isaac Smith here. Some items of note. Did you know that Greg Walden, Funko Pop Greg Walden, uh, did not realize that you have an F-150? Oh, really? Yeah, uh, he, he did, was not aware of that. Well, I, it just recently happened. And he honest. was not aware that it was a King Ranch F-150. Well. So we have some problems here in the <laughs> MCD Nation. We're going to have some arguing going on. The F one fifty battle begins. Big it, uh, Ben, it Uncle was, Bob, Greg Walden. It was that that nice premium brown leather that got me. Yeah, I and my son was asking me that. What's a King Ranch? And yep. I was like, Well, Hezekiah, it's just real fancy. <laughs> you know, it's got luxury. all the bells and whistles and everything. So, you know, you know I, I is that think, working out for you? I mean, yeah, give us no, a breakdown, it's, a little it's review. Well, actually, of the King Ranch. Technically, technically, it's not my truck, right? Yes, I, I've been telling people that it's not my <laughs> truck. It, it's for my wife, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. See the the problem was she was using she had a minivan a uh, a Dodge Caravan and uh, she was using it as a truck she would take the seats out and then she would she would use it like it was a truck and then yeah. then when we moved down here you know she would she would borrow her dad's truck or borrow my dad's truck um, and and then you know, I was, at, when we were buying the next vehicle I was just like well do it. Yeah, I, I was trigger. like, I was like, we're gonna get a uh, a super crew for the for the kids because we have three kids. Yeah, and I was like, you you need a truck, and so that's so you saw that King Ranch F one fifty, yeah, yeah right absolutely. there. You so know, theoretically, that's the goal though. Is if I can convince Pastor Rachel that the Tesla is her Tesla, right? Then I could buy Tesla, <laughs> right? Or something like right. that. So. Well, no, no, no. You know, it's funny too. I've always been. Uh, I, I, I'm a I'm a penny pincher. I'm I'm a tightwad, mm-hmm. and my dad is always. I can uh, tell that by you know you spending a thousand dollars on a one wheel. Hey, and listen. buying a Thor, <laughs> a Thor axe. Hey, you're very much. A, I uh, I am. I am. Person. I've made some some recent purchases that that I feel like every youth pastor it's a necessity. Yes. But <laughs> but my dad always teases me because I I've always driven small compact cars that are mm-hmm. good on gas always that's always been my standard and uh my dad is very much a truck man 100 percent. he owns isaac how many does he have three now three so he's got trucks yeah he's got he's got a f-250 all at one time 7.3 turbo diesel he has a, a high boy a 1980s high boy and then just brought on a jeep as well 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he's just got a Jeep Wrangler, but he's very much a truck guy, and and I I feel like that's it's always been a, a source of disappointment <laughs> to him that I've always driven small compact cars, you know, because it, we're from the Midwest and every yeah. man needs a truck, right? Yep. And uh, when I when I drove up in that King Ranch that that day, the gleam that was in my father's <laughs> eye, like like yeah. he was finally like. I'm so proud of you, son. But hang on that for a second. I think all the modern Christian dudes in the world probably have had points in their life where we don't have trucks or we try to use our vehicles as trucks. Right. The last time I used my wife's minivan, or it's my daughter's now, and it's a cheap minivan, so even if I destroyed it, not a totally huge deal, but I tried to put a 2 by 6 by 12 in it (laughs) and had it just, you know, it was in there all the way from the front window to the back, and I gave it that final final nudge and then shattered the front window Uh, of the minivan. So. Things yeah. we try to do. That's a modern Christian yep. dude thing there right there. Well, Big Ben, King Ranch, Ben Askew, we uh, talked a few things last week. Uh, a few items of note that we talk, we're dudes talking to sports and God. The big uh, Netflix. So I subscribed to Netflix two uh-huh. days ago because I wanted to see the new He-Man uh, Masters of the Ooh. Universe Revelation series that yeah. just came out. Lots yeah. of... Controversy. Of, uh, controversy over that because it's yeah. not even a, they kill he-man off in the first episode and it's about taylor i didn't know they killed him yeah well i'm on episode I, I mean i'm not i'm not really three. i'm not 100 percent interested in he-man i mean i, I definitely like isaac were you he-man guy not, okay not, not really okay <laughs> uh, from a creative standpoint i love i love skeletor Okay. That's his name, right? Yeah, skeletor <clears throat> I, I, i've just always liked that character and the way he looks because mm-hmm. i'm an artist and uh, but I ne- I've never really gotten into <laughs> He Man. That was that was before my cartoon. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know. So anyway, I'm watching it. I like the look or with the animation. I don't know the mm-hmm. various styles or terminology you uh-huh. use for that, but whatever they're doing in that looks good. I don't necessarily mind the storyline, but again, they kind of pulled the the wool over everyone's eyes. It's not so much about He Man. It's about Taylor, and then she has this like well, she's not butch he- cut. That doesn't like make the people are doesn't make sense yeah. though because she's not He Man. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna call it He Man, but it's not He Man. Yeah, and well I'll get to the end of it. So I, I wanted to give my hot take on there because I, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't I, once I read all these articles, I'm like, I'm not gonna get the Netflix subscription because this is why I'm getting it right. for a month to cancel right. and just to watch the six episodes yep. of Master of the Universe Revelation. But we'll find out what's going on there. So, so is it He Man anyway, or is it Masters of the Universe? It's, it's technically, I think originally it was He Man and the Masters of the Universe. And so right. maybe that's where they're getting. This is technically called, this series is called Masters of the Universe Revelation. So there, He Man is not in the It's not technically in the. So, but okay. we all know it's He Man and the Master of the Universe. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'll be more accepting of that. Because I would have been disappointed okay. if it was actually, actually had True. He-Man in the, in the world. Yeah, so I, dig- I digress. Are we going to talk about Space Jam? Let's, oh, yes, that's what we need that's to talk a, about. Space Jam 2. Let's hit on that real quick. MCDs, Modern Christian Dudes, has been a few weeks now. Yeah. Space Jam 2. And because here's what we talked about last week. I'm like, why can't people just enjoy movies for what they are? Listen, if you're a Jordan guy, you're a Jordan guy. Yep. If you're a LeBron guy, Absolutely. you're a LeBron guy. Okay, let's just leave it at that. I, yep. got, I got respect for all the Jordan people out there. I'm not a Jordan guy. Yep. But I... I I want reciprocal. I believe in, uh, you know, that relationships are reciprocal, that you have to both give. So, listen, right. I'm respecting you, Jordan fans. I want respect back I, as LeBron. Okay. I, I, need to, I need to announce this <laughs> into, the, into the Modern Christian Dudes universe. I am very much a Jordan fan. 
This is this is a, a source, a, a you, subject. You are that from the state of. I am from the state of <laughs> Illinois. I am a '90s kid <laughs> from Illinois, so therefore I am required to love Jordan. Yes, and this is it's been a, a source of of uh, contention between. Is that the right word? Contention. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a problem between us because you are very much a LeBron yeah. fan, and we know that that there's you know that struggle between who's better. Right. And and to to go to Space Jam 2, like 90s kid from Illinois, Michael Jordan fan, huge Space Jam fan obviously. I went into Space Jam 2 <laughs> with LeBron James. I wanted to yes. hate the movie so much. I saw much. it in your eyes. We were I together. wanted to hate it so much. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I really did. I loved all the pop pop culture references and mm. and then they <laughs> I, I'm not going to give anything out there, but, <laughs> you know. I, I don't think it would be, a, you know, a spoiler to be like, you know, LeBron wins in the end. Kind right. Of Jordan well, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the, the setup and standard of the first one. So that it had to it had to happen. But I do like the Jordan reference they threw in there. They we'll, did. We'll leave yes. it unended if you haven't seen it. But they do throw <laughs> yeah. in a Jordan reference, they which did. was very it respectful. Was, and you're like, what? A, He's going to be. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, I liked I liked the father-son dynamic. The, I yeah. thought that was a little bit stronger than the original yep. Space Jam yep. one um, yep. that they put in there as His, a father that has sons. And I will, I'll say I, I expected LeBron James to be a little bit better actor, <clears throat> but he, he wasn't the greatest. Yeah. And the only reason I think he was going to be, I thought he was going to be a great actor is because how much acting he does on the basketball court. Yeah, all of his flopping and flailing around. <laughs> I thought his acting. He's a legit. <laughs> he he's done acting in other movies. Here's the two pieces. Uh, okay. Jordan and LeBron, here, here is one piece of hardware they will never, ever have mm-hmm. sitting on their shelf, either of them, an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is true. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they're not, neither one of them are yeah. not going to have yeah, an Oscar. It's never so. going to happen. Space okay. Jam 2, uh, I give it two thumbs up. Go check it out, especially yeah. if you have kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my boys walked away like, this is the best movie ever. It was, it was Your a son good Isaac was with us. Jaden, he thought it was the best movie <laughs> in the world. It was a good movie. Isaac, did you see it? I have not seen the second one. You haven't no, seen the one. no, I'm a little bit salty because I am as as well from Illinois, right? Nineties kid, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't really follow sports that that whole much, yeah. or, you know, or a whole lot. So maybe maybe I don't have enough knowledge to speak on the topic. But yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you, I enjoyed it. I really, I didn't want to. So, <laughs> I didn't want to so bad, but I walked away like. <sighs> I love when they get to I the final. What, this is an underrated thing for me when they get to the final game, uh, the. All the characters they have around the yeah. court. That yeah, was all the, all the pop culture. <laughs> I, I, that was super fun. So for for being somebody who doesn't really follow sports, who really has no interest in that whole arena, the, one thing that I do notice that does kind of uh, agitate me a little bit is that it, it always seems like LeBron's kind of like trying to outdo somebody else's legacy that's already right. been written. So m- m- from the outside looking in, you know, completely unbiased, <laughs> it's like, dude, write your own legacy. Like, right. why are you trying to outdo somebody? Like, why do you get, right. I don't know. It just, it just seems really tacky. Yeah. Um, and I don't even oh, follow no. sports, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't. Who wanna... is the GOAT? Who is the GOAT? It's jo- it's Jordan. <laughs> but but then again, you I have, have a, to. I have a I, Michael Jordan Funko we, Pop. We have, we have had a serious discussion about, about Jordan and James. And I, I I have admitted that that you know LeBron James definitely has the ability to will a championship yes. on his own with a team that's not good. And if you go back and watch Jordan's documentary that just came out recently, a couple of years ago, The Last Dance, The Last Dance on Netflix. <clears throat> yeah, it's very I saw it on it's Netflix. very good. I am going to watch you, that. 
it'll it'll open your eyes and realize how much credit needs to be given to Scotty Scotty Pippen. Yeah, you know, and how much you know, just the guys that were around him that made made that championship team, and you know, LeBron James definitely has the ability. I just read an article literally the other day that uh, they were wondering why Luke Longley didn't get in the last right. dance. Remember Luke Longley? Yeah, they they omitted a couple of them, and I think Jordan just came out with a statement about about regretting not having him in there or something like that. Yeah, but. All right, uh, and that with that in mind, the last NBA note, and then we'll hop over here to Isaac Smith, rock star, is that the Lakers, are they back in business? Oh, the big trade of the week in the NBA, Russell Westbrook, and as of yesterday, Carmelo Anthony yeah. signs with the Los Angeles Lakers. Dwight Howard let's, sprinkled in some free agents. Let's be honest. LA's back. It's a bunch of old farts that just yeah. need, need a championship, <laughs> right? Yes, and that's what they're saying. How beautiful would that be if, if you know, Carmelo, <laughs> Russ, who can't get championships, if good old Goat James, yeah, but there will needs give to them be, with that. There this needs year. to be teamwork there. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not confident about it. Actually, I yeah, thought, I, I think it's a hodgepodge kind of weird. Yeah, you I have, don't know if it's going to work out. You, you have, you know, the single superstar of a team. You have multiple of them now on the same team. Yeah, multiple ball hogs. Right. All right. Well, <clears throat> modern Christian dudes do talk new sports and God. So we love to talk all that pop culture reference stuff, stuff that's going on that dudes love to talk about. But now we are going to talk about rock music with one Isaac Smith. What's up, Isaac? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Ooh. Yes, the rock star, Isaac Smith. Hey, you're a part of Chaotic Resemblance, a, a Christian band, or how would you give us your bio? Excuse me. Go ahead. Take it away. First. Oh, my bio? Wow. Um, Yes, so currently uh, playing bass, uh, big string, big string rhythm for the hard rock band Chaotic Resemblance, based out of Poto, Oklahoma. Big string rhythm is yeah. that what part of the rhythm section? Yes, it is. That's the that's a description <laughs> of the bass. Yeah, <laughs> and let's get it out of the way here. You and Big Ben. AKA King Ranch Askew, Ben Askew. I, I'm trying to string those together. So <laughs> we go way back. Are connected. Explain been, that to us. Yes, to the we audience. are connected. Modern Christian dudes. Um, because when I say it, it doesn't sound, it sounds illegal, but I'll let you guys explain it a little we're, bit better. We're closer than most we're, brother-in-laws. Yeah. We're both, both from a small town. Um, <laughs> in Arkansas. No. In Illinois. Yep. In Illinois. Yep. Yep. And, uh, he had a sister, and I had a sister, and we said, hey, man. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, his, his sister and I started dating uh, when we were babies, uh, early teens, all the way through high school and college, ended up getting married. And then um, Ben and my younger sister kind of followed suit. And yep. So, yep. Yep. 13. so Ben's, uh, your sister is Ben's wife. Yes. Ben's sister is my wife. Is your wife. Correct. Yep. Correct. We, we, call, we call that brother-in-law squared. Yep. Did you have to look into that in terms of no. yeah. well, we had to make legality? sure legality. Yes. Make <laughs> sure that's the first response that everybody has. Like, like well, it does sound like, un- unnatural. Well, it's it? it's hard it's to be, it's because you hear brother and sister in marriage all in the same <laughs> right. all it's, in the same sentence. <laughs> it's it's very hard to describe to people because because of their first response, uh, you know, their head immediately goes to, "Is this legal?" Like that's the first thing they ask themselves. Right. Like. And then once they get it, they're like, okay, okay. What's their religion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's some new form of Mormonism. To, yeah. So to clarify, you didn't marry your sister. You married Isaac's sister. Right. Isaac didn't marry your sister. We, you married Ben's We traded sister. sisters. <laughs> Correct. 
But would there be a problem if you, then the problem would be if your siblings started right. If your kids started marrying each other, that'd, that, be, a that'd be a big problem. Yes. <clears throat> okay. You know they. <laughs> so there, our our kids, Isaac Isaac has a, a son, and I have three kids. They are they are double first cousins, double. and they <laughs> and they actually say like like medically they are they are they are just like siblings, mm-hmm. like like they're they're genetic. Wow. Yeah. Well, we could do a whole podcast episode on that, but yep. Isaac Smith, you are in the, say that again, the rhythms, the string rhythm section of chaotic <laughs> big, big, resemblance. Big string rhythm. Yeah, that's what I which said. Which is a, a rock band or which, what would you consider that? Um, yeah, hard rock. Hard yep, rock yep, band. Good old rock and roll. Yep. Cool. Well, let's talk about your, I know this is not necessarily intended to be testimonial, but talk to me, walk me through a little bit as you're growing up. Uh, was that the dream to be a rock store? How did you get into music? Yes, um, whether I realized it or not, um, I was definitely an adventurous kid, um, so I had a lot of dreams and ambitions, um, but I I would say, you know, kind of really kind of realized that uh, early teens, um, junior high, definitely through high school, um, it became more and more apparent, like, yes, music is what I want to do, need to be doing in life. Because you're, at that time, were you listening and playing or Playing and listening, both. What were you doing? Yeah, I'd say probably all of the above. Started out as, um, uh, I guess technically, I started out on the piano um, when I was really little. But uh, um, my dad was he was he was he always kind of kept music present in the home, whether it be just you know messing around on the piano, drums, guitar, or whatever. And then mom was always uh, placed more emphasis on like uh, you know the creative arts, so um, you know like drawing and painting and whatnot. Um, so there was definitely, definitely kind of, uh, you know, stimulation for or using your imagination, uh, coming from both sides of my parents. Um, but it really, I mean, other than the formal piano lessons, um, music was always presented as, you know, something really fun to do, you know, something exciting to do and, and, and mm-hmm. to, to explore. Um, it was never really, uh, forced on us. Um, my parents are definitely very good at, you know, trying to, you know, unfold their children <laughs> rather than mold them and, you know, give us opportunities to kind of discover ourselves. And, um, but yes, music, music is, has, was always present, you know, in the house, uh, mm-hmm. growing up. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you would say I'm a good musician and singer and stuff, right? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm just yeah. Kidding. Oh, yes. I was just looking for a comment. <laughs> uh, but no, I like I didn't have my parents weren't musicians. I wouldn't say music was a big part of my home. It's just kind of something self-discovery, yeah. if you will. So yeah. it's always interesting, that path or that journey to music or whatever. So as you begin to explore that, when when did you dive into like, you know, I want to be in a band because that's a, that, it's yeah. one thing, you know, there's people that listen to, oh, I'm really into music. Yeah. Like big Ben over here. He just yeah. listens to music. It's true. Okay. He doesn't play music. I plays the radio. <laughs> my, my one musical talent is playing the trumpet. Yeah. And I haven't done that for 12 years. Right. I, th- I think I recall my first legitimate attempt to start putting together a band, I think was around like eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Um, of course, you know, I had no idea what I was doing and I think we had like, you know, three different singers, you know, who would swap in and out, you know, when they were available or if one of them was grounded, then the other one, would, I don't know, it was crazy stuff, you know, but, um, yeah, I would say probably around junior high is when I really, I, you know, started figuring out like, okay, this is how this works. This is how this doesn't work. And I think that was kind of my first legitimate attempt of like, let's, let's put together a band or something. Yeah. Was it always rock for you? Um, hard rock. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, like, I'm the kind of guy, like when I first got in music, it was 
sounds cheesy, but was like West Coast rap, like <laughs> Dre and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And then transitioned to like, I personally, then I transitioned to like NSYNC and <laughs> I'm st- I'm a big boy band fan and stuff like that. So yeah. that's a weird progression of, yeah, this is a very I, strange yeah. progression. <laughs> I still love both though, you know. I'm happy to say that, yes, it's always kind of been rock. You know? <laughs> um yeah, I mean, that's definitely the genre that I've always gravitated towards. Um, I would say early on, uh, when I really, really started getting into music, you know, I was I was definitely a genre snob. You know, if it wasn't rock or metal, then I didn't want anything to do with it. And looking back now, I realize that a lot of that was just kind of based off of my own insecurities. Um, but uh, have always kind of uh, gravitated towards rock, you know, metal, hard rock, whatever. Um and but as I've matured, a lot of that has kind of fallen to the wayside, you know, like um, really kind of came to a real realization that, you know, a good song is a good song no matter what the genre is, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, anytime I get asked, you know, like what kind of music do I like, you know, what's my favorite music? Well, my response has been as of lately is, you know, I like I like music that makes me feel something, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, if I can listen to a song and get an emotional response, you know, that's it's usually a good sign that that's a good song you know, at least in my ears. So, yeah. So you, your first band, you even remember what your first band name was or band very back in the day. See the, okay. There was, there was, there was a few different trial runs, but I think the very first serious band was, I know this one mm-hmm, <laughs> was, uh, was called nocturnal. Mm-hmm. I was the drummer and, uh, we had a few different lineup changes throughout this the years. This was pre Al city. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> This, uh, this would have been, you know, uh, junior high, high school days, you know, probably up through sophomore, maybe junior year, whatnot. Yeah. So, and, and uh, you're doing what at that time? Did you I like, was, I, we're going to play the junior high dances? Yes. Dance. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I have the benefit of have, having witnessed a nocturnal live. Okay. At our eighth grade dance. Yeah. Your oh, first yeah. kiss to your, to Isaac's sister. Your wife was at a nocturnal we, concert. We we were <laughs> dating at the time. Yes, we, <laughs> yes, we were. We would play anywhere we could. You know, uh, school dances or birthday parties, graduation parties, or the basement of a bowling alley. Like, uh, we just wanted to have fun. You know, we just wanted to play shows. You I, know, and we do you know covers, and then you know try to write our own originals and play those as well. You know, yeah. but, it was. <clears throat> I've got a funny story actually okay. about right. Isaac. <laughs> They were playing our, our eighth grade dance, and uh, at the time, I was <clears throat> dating my wife, uh, and Isaac played the drums, and uh, and he was drumming, and then like at the end of, of of him playing like a solo, he's like, yeah, and he threw <laughs> he threw his threw the his, sticks. his drumstick, and uh, just one into the crowd, and like everybody just like looked at it. Like and didn't know, it. and I was like, "Oh, take it!" I, like, I grabbed it and picked it up. Well, I still have it. So, so I think we I still have it. <laughs> so this this you're striking up a lot of old memories. Oh, yeah. But so we would we would normally normally set up at the end of like the the basketball court, mm-hmm. you know, under the hoop, right? You know, free throw area and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, you know, the, 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 the kids, you know, the crowd would all line up on the three point line yeah. <laughs> you know, in a semicircle yeah. around us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So did you envision, envision yourself like, this is what I want to do someday as a fad, you know, cause it's, I mean, most people 
or, or some of us that are musicians, it's, it's something like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is not something I want to be a career yeah, or it, visualize as it, a career. No, that's that's a very good and fair question, actually. Um, it, w- it was never really a phase for me. Um, and I kind of always... I, I, and, uh, and actually, I was kind of, kind of always on the lookout for that, like, um, because, you know, I had the opinions of, you know, other family members and friends and da 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 you know, all your the leadership in your life, you know, while you're growing up and stuff. And so, you know, I kind of always had an awareness and, you know, trying to kind of check in on myself, like, okay, is this just a fad? Is this just a phase, you know? Um, but I very quickly discovered uh, there's no off switch, you know, there's, there's, Mm -hmm. there's really no off switch. And I I began to realize more and more, um, throughout different life events that, you know, music is in my DNA. That's, that's who I am. That's who I was created to be. And, um, I even tried to shut it off there for a while. And, um, and of course, you know, you have, you know, I remember, People saying like, oh, you know, that never happens. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, you know, there's just so many, so many lies that come at you, you know, and I'm not just talking about music specifically, but any, anytime you get, you know, you set your vision, um, you know, set your sights on, on your target, you know, I mean, you're always going to have conflicting ideas coming at you and stuff. And so definitely had to be very, um, self-aware and realize, uh, different voices that were kind of coming yeah. at me, you know, I, I, you know, as you're talking, I think, and we're, we're talking to modern Christian dudes primarily here on this podcast, but isn't it funny how one yeah, of all the life pursuits is the one music is one that we can look at negatively or speak down to. For example, being, if I growing up as a, a high schooler, I said, I want to be an accountant someday. Oh, that's applauded. You know, yeah. I want to be a lawyer someday. <laughs> yeah. I want to, you know, Oh yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I want to be, uh, in a rock band someday. What? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's true. Isn't it funny? Like that's, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think that's also a beauty of one thing I love about today is, is people can, you know, mock this generation or the time frame we're in right now. But one thing that's very cool about the day and age we live in today is you can be whatever you want to be. Yes. 2021. Yeah. And make money doing it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm such a YouTube guy and I'm like, I joke all the time about like, I'm alternative living a fan on YouTube, not alternative, you know, sexual lifestyles. I'm talking about alternative <laughs> minimalism, living in a van, uh, you know, RV, et cetera, like that. And so like when I first started getting these YouTube channels and be like this one kid, like I followed for a while, you know, it's like, dude, he's got 50 some thousand followers. He lives in a van and drives around mm-hmm. like 20 years ago. You'd be a loser. Right. Yeah. And now yeah. you're making money. So I do yeah. like that our, culture has shifted a little bit and like there's a lot of things you can be now that maybe you couldn't be in the past or whatever mm-hmm. i mean a musician's always been one of those though for sure for me yes yeah like look down like uh, i don't know you need you need to get a real career you oh need to, uh, absolutely absolutely um you know and i think i think because the there's I heard it said one time that really nobody in the music industry actually knows what they're doing <laughs> and when i heard that i was like yeah, I would agree with that 100, 100%. Because, I mean, well, anything with the arts, there's really no cut and dry, defined, you know, method. I mean, there's 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 best yeah. practices, you know, and there's kind of fundamentals, you know, and then, um, but also a lot of creative people just, they honestly, frankly, just suck at the business side of things. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they can do yeah. really great, you know, being creative and using their imagination. But when it comes time to just you know organizing the the administrative stuff they're just not 
That's yeah, why. There. That's why they're. Con- <laughs> that's why they're constantly taking advantage of. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. why the music industry sucks so bad because you have all these creative people, and then the business mind, the people that can make the money, mm-hmm. take advantage of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Side note: Did you see that Queen movie that just came out like the last year? I did. Yeah. Did you, mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. I thought that's fun to see. Like. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely appreciate, yeah, appreciate those those uh, movies. Um, I think some of the criticism is usually they're not historically accurate, you know, um, you know. So I definitely try to do my my own research and homework, you know, before I <laughs> say, oh yeah, that that was the history of Freddie Mercury, or you know, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. As you get into high school, it just sounds like you're saying like you were locked into that. You're like. The desire did not diminish; it increased. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Year by year. Um, I mean, gosh, I, I, I was, I was a great student up until about my freshman year of high school. <laughs> I got straight A's all the way up to eighth grade, you know, and then by high school, I, I just, I just checked out. You know, I was, just, I was yeah. so bored. You know, um, that just, rock and roll just. I guess <laughs> I know crazy devil the rock and roll. But yeah, I mean, I would, you know, and be sitting in class, you know, writing song lyrics, you know, uh, mapping out the, you know, our, our next show. You know, hey, this is gonna be our set list. You know, coming up with different band names. You know, drawing logos, like you know, like. Um, that was the only really thing that I could focus on. You know, I'd, I remember specifically, I would sit down, you know, in class, like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to do better. You know, I told my parents, you know, I'm going to try <laughs> to pay attention, da, 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 have myself all set up, you know, and teacher would start talking five minutes in, I'd be like completely zoned out. And so, uh, I think definitely through those years, music was kind of really it still is, you know, is, is, uh, always kind of been my grounding, um, kind of the place I go to, you know, where I can just, Things don't necessarily have to make sense, but they do make sense all at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of my abstract world. That right. So you're in, in high school. Was it same band or different bands? You're kind of yep. Uh, a little was, bit here was, and there. Yep. Was primarily a drummer. Um, uh, I, play, I played drums in two different bands. Um, hey, we've played live shows in Mexico together. Before. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, you yeah, started out as a drummer. Um, that was always pr- my primary instrument. And then um, he also played, you know, with the, the school band. Um, and then probably end of junior year, senior year, um, I started exploring, you know, new instruments, um, bass, uh, a little bit of acoustic guitar. Um, so stepped off the drum drum kit and then, you know, went to, and you tried out, you know, doing a more like a front man position. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, just needed members you know small town you know there's you kind of create the musicians you play with you know or try to encourage them along you know yeah to, i have something, something the rock scene is super huge in quincy yeah <laughs> you know I, it's illinois kinda, that is taking it back to to your original band nocturnal mm-hmm. as you know like i, I just feel like i have to tell you this <laughs> i saw a nocturnal shirt in the wild oh yeah probably within the last couple of years i believe at, it. A, at a walmart they yeah, they they were everywhere. It's, it, no, it's just so hilarious <laughs> to me when I see merch, uh-huh. like from Nocturnal it's, it's in the wild, and that's <clears throat> from that's the band. Been, yeah, it's been not just <clears throat> a random shirt that said Nocturnal. Like, that, almost twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from that, that yep. As you're getting ready to graduate high school, then what's the goal at that point? Well, my goal was to just keep diving in and chasing after this music thing, even though I didn't know what that looked like or there was there. Yeah. So where did I you g- ever have like a, I'm going to move to Nashville or I'm going to move to Hollywood or no, um, no. And I think, I think honestly, uh, I think it was because 
I think it's partially where I grew up and why and how I grew up. So, um, again, being from a extremely small town in you know on the Mississippi, uh, Camp Point, Illinois, at the time it was thirteen hundred people. I think it still is actually. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we came from a very much um, a, you know do it yourself community. You know, like <laughs> I mean, there's just no resources you know around where where we lived. Um, and so I, I've always told people, you know, if you if you wanted the oil changed in your car, you know, you did it. You know, if you if you wanted to learn how, or if you wanted you know demos or recordings of your band, well, you figured out how to do it. You know, if you wanted to book a show, you booked it, you put it together, you promoted it, you got the other bands together. You know, if if you wanted um, something done, you you did it yourself you went after it you worked for it you know and um you didn't Mm -hmm. make excuses you figured out how to get it done and so that was definitely kind of the mentality that I grew up with and kind of through that I also realized uh with with the music industry um I realized early on kind of what the gatekeepers were you know they don't exist as 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 much anymore especially with the power of the internet and and whatnot um but I but during that uh I also realized that that you um, I didn't want somebody else being having the power to dictate whether or not I was going to do music for the rest of my life. And so, um, I mean, Nashville had kind of come up a few times, but I mean, that's it's such a saturated market, you know, and it was mm-hmm. never like an, uh, a serious, like, Oh, if you know, I move to this town or that town or move out of here, you know, that'll solve all of my problems, you know? And you know, that's, it was, it was, there was never, I never really clung to excuses, you know, as to why something couldn't happen or couldn't be done. I always, you know, was, I was brought up with the excuse of like, okay, here's a problem. What do we do? How do we fix it? How do we get around it? And so, um, you're just kind of moving out of state or moving to another town, uh, wasn't really, wasn't really on my radar. You know, it's like, okay, what do I need to figure out on my end to, you know, to make things continue to move forward. So, cause you'd pretty much play at that point, you're playing in Illinois. Most regional, mm-hmm. yeah, regional yeah, 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 yep, yep, and I had progressed into you know a couple new projects by that point, and um, um, starting to play locally, regionally, uh, trying to network, you know, figure out who's who, you know, in the area, and yeah, I mean, all these things are are separate stories we could create in a podcast, yes. But, um, <laughs> as far as you ended up getting to the military and the air force. Talk to me a little bit about that. Was that a giving up on the dream? Was that a part a part of the master plan to continue music? What was well? What look, there? looking back, yes, it was it was part of the master plan. Um, not necessarily my plan. Um, I was in on the plan, but you know, I didn't write out the plan. So being in the military was actually in, in my heart as well. Even even as a little kid. Um, you know, I remember, you know, you know, drawing pictures like, you know, being in the Air Force and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I was also brought up in scouting. Uh, me and my three or my my two younger brothers, um, you know, dad was heavily involved with with uh, our scout troop, you know, uh, growing up. And so definitely Hang was on, brought I need, up. I need to take a pause there. <laughs> his grandfather, his dad and his two brothers and him are all Eagle Scouts. Yes, this is true. Wow. Praise God for and that. So, yeah. And so uh, very, very, very thankful for that. Um, you know, definitely laid a uh, very patriotic foundation in my life, you know, um, work ethic, um, you know, kind of follow through, uh, taught me how to follow through, how, you know, t- are you an Eagle Scout? What's that? Are you an Eagle Scout? No, I'm a Royal oh. Ranger. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, even, even from a, you know, an early age, I kind of had that, um, 
in me already. And so it always had it on my radar, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to join the Marines or or whatever, you know, um, didn't really, you know, know what I was getting into. And, um, so it kind of came to a point, um, I had some good things going on with music, um, but also some not so good things happening at the same time. Uh, my now wife of 13 years, uh, and I had just gotten married. So this would have been back in 2008. Um, and, uh, we had just gotten married and, you know, band stuff was kind of just a very like, uh, stagnant place. Um, there was just a lot of like band drama, tension stuff going on, but, um, so Brittany and I had just gotten married, you know, I uh, didn't want to go back to school and, you know, college or anything. I, I did that. It just wasn't good. <laughs> so, and I, I had kind of up to this point, you know, I'd always had the military kind of in the back of my head, you know, just uh, again, that kind of that patriotic, uh, foundation that was built in my life. And, um, so I started looking into it, um, and, and one thing led to the next. And next thing I know, I'm signed up for six years in the uh, Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, at that time, you know, I think I was definitely, you know, I look back at it and um, it's, it's kind of the, the, the time where I, you know, I, I tried to cut music out of my life. You know, um, I walked I walked away from music, you know, out of just kind of frustration and, and discouragement, you know, and just uh, felt like I was kind of running through mud, you know, not really getting anywhere. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start a new life, you know, um, and we're going to, I'm going to join the military, you know, be a, be a new person, you know, start a new life. And mm-hmm. cause I mean, music was all I had known up to that point. Um, and so, so it's been moving to Carthage, Missouri. I'm yeah. going to start a new life, a new beginning. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, Carthage, Missouri, home of precious <laughs> moments. <laughs> But, you know, looking back, you know, hindsight, always twenty twenty and stuff. And so it's, it's, I think it's so wild, you know, as a believer, when you look um, at, you know, the Bible clearly says, you know, the, the righteous, you know, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You know, so often we think that, you know, the decisions that we're making, you mm-hmm. know, are actually yep. being influenced by our, our, our shepherd, you know, and stuff. And so um, it was the, you know, it's definitely not something I could have planned, but, um, um, going that direction actually in the end landed me closer to where I needed to be for music on the other side, you know? So, uh, somebody on the outside looking in would say like, Oh, well that's the complete opposite direction <laughs> of going full-time music, you know, da, 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 da. Why would you join the military? Well, that six years that I was in, um, God was using to equip me for what was going to be coming on on the other side. And mm-hmm. so, um, that's definitely something only he could put together, you know? Um, cause I mean, when you're so close, I mean, you're, <laughs> <laughs> so close to your own life, you know, it's hard to see the big picture of things and stuff. And so, um, and I can, I can remember praying many times, you know, especially as a, as a teenager, it's like, God, you know, be my shepherd, you know, cause, uh, if I'm in control of my own life, then I'm probably going to screw it up. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's happened a few times, and pretty it, darn it, close it, anyway. It allowed you to go to school too. Yep. Yep. I remember it, that. Yep. And that was, uh, that was kind of un- unintentional, but yes, um, was able to do quite a bit of schooling while I was in. Uh, a lot of schooling, uh, rather um, for music production. Yep, yeah, for, for yeah. audio audio production. Um, oh, yep, music sorry. production. Yep. Mm-hmm. Audio production. Yes. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. We can talk about that or yeah. So yeah. you're. I mean, we should clarify that you brought up some good spiritual points. We're we're modern Christian dudes. You're a follower of Jesus, I presume. Correct. I, I know that, but I'm just yes. throwing that out there. <laughs> yes. Um, talk to me about a little bit some of the. What are the struggles of being a Christian and 
music industry, being a rock star, being in Christian band. Talk to me about some of the struggles that you've, and your dad too, modern Christian. We used to be the modern Christian dads. We're modern Christian dudes, but talk to me about those struggles that you've had as a Christian musician. Um, just kind of in, in the, the music industry yeah, as a whole. Yep. In um, general, as life, as a dad, those kind of things you've yeah. had to walk through. Wow. Um, I could go multiple different directions with this. <laughs> I think. I mean, brother-in-law, yeah, drama, so, issues. So you know. here's, here's, here's something that's really kind of close to my heart. Um, and, it, you know, it's a more of a Or fr- I can rephrase it. Lessons learned at this point. Some of the spiritual lessons you've learned as a modern Christian dude. <sighs> Gosh. In the life that you've lived. Okay. Um, if, 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 if God has spoken something to you, you don't need anybody else's approval. Um, okay. if, if God is, is, has imprinted it something on your heart, and, and you'll know, because when, when God speaks to your spirit, you know, it, I mean, it resonates to your entire being. Um, and so that is what you have to focus on. That's what you have to set your sights on. Um, and whether it be you know, your parents or your siblings or or friends, close friends, or, you know, any, yeah. anybody else given. Now that's not to say don't seek out godly counsel and wisdom. wisdom right. Yeah. Right. But at the you end of the day, a, you should have a pastor, you should have a right mentor. And, 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 uh, just a quick example is, um, I was always <sighs> throughout my journey. I've kind of always been looking for a music mentor, you know, a big brother to look up to. And I never, mm-hmm. I never really came to that. I never really found that. And it always kind of bothered me, frustrated me that, you know, well, am I just being prideful? Am I not being submissive to leaders that have been put in my life? You know, I was really, 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 really kind of upset about this. I had you know, reached out to a couple people um, specifically in the Nashville scene. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was praying about it. I was laying in my bed and all of a sudden God spoke to my spirit and said, Isaac, I spoke to you. E- emphasis being on like, I spoke to you, Isaac. And, um, it clicked as like, okay, you know, I, my affirmation comes from God, you know, my, my, my assurance, my reassurance mm-hmm. comes from, from God, you know, and, and we hear that so often, especially in the church, you know, like, you know, um, Holy Spirit is our comforter, you know, da, 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 kind of becomes cliche. I was like, yeah, that's right. That, that vision that God has given me came from him. He's the one who has deposited this into my spirit. You know, he, mm-hmm. you know, he is the one who has given me the desires of my heart, you know, like, and, and we talk about, you hear that, that scripture used kind of in a, I believe in an incorrect way, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give, give you the desires of your heart. Right. Yes. I think often the, the emphasis gets put on give, right. You know, do you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he's going to be your magic genie, you know? Yeah. Like, well, you know, let's, 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 let's relook at that, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he, will give you the desires of a heart and, and meaning that when you allow your, your heart to be, uh, when you allow yourself to be postured in a place where, um, your heart can be aligned with God, you know, he's going to be the one who deposits those desires into your heart and, and desire is really almost confirmation that you can be confirmation from God that you will be and can be, uh, successful, successful in that area. Um, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah, that was definitely a defining moment for me. Like, okay, I, I don't, I need to just stop looking to man, you know, like, yeah. you know, God, God's going to be my teacher. You Say know, that whole point again, the point that you learned from the outset of what we just got in this, you can't hear from God. How did you say that? Just a couple of minutes ago, you need <laughs> to learn <laughs> lesson. We talked about lessons learned. Oh, at this point in life. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you said if, it perfect. Oh shoot. Rewind. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think 
probably hearing what, from God yourself, or how did you say that? Right, right. When when God when God deposits something into your heart, I mean, it, it resonates. It shakes your own own being, and you don't need. Um, Here's what I'm getting at to interrupt you. I apologize. Sure. Is I talk to people, the point you hit home, I think we'll just linger on this and then we'll close the, the episode is that I, I get, i talk to a lot of people that are always like, Oh, what's God calling me to do? How do I know my calling? And and that's something you have to get on your own. Right. I don't know. I don't know how else to say, it. Right. you know, it's like, how do I know if I'm, you know, and a shout out, I'll even throw his name out there if he's listening, Harrison, and it's not to throw him, but just, I, I've, Tons of people, Big Ben, etc. How do I know God's called me? You know, like as if I'm going to give you the answer. Right. And the only thing that I can see biblically is that when God gives it to you personally mm-hmm. and, and when you get it, then there's no struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Then you know that you know that you know. You right, know it's kind of right. like people like, how, how did you know you were called to be a pastor? I don't know. All I know is in the fall of 1996 <laughs> in the balcony of North Central University. <laughs> I heard the voice of God for the first time and I knew what he called me to be and what he called me to do. And mm-hmm. I've never struggled that with this in that. Now have I struggled like, God, do you want me to go here or there? Sure. Um, I've, you know, been in a few places. Is it time to go or time to stay? You know, but I've never, ever, ever once struggled with who am I called to be or what yeah. am I called to do? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think you worded that beautifully. Um, you know, and for whatever reason, we're always looking to, we're always looking for like that outside of cur- encouragement, you know, or which, which is good, you know. Um, but it's almost like we're looking for man's approval. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what God told me and you know, deposited in my spirit, you know, like, Ben, is, is this okay with you? Like, you know, it's like, I don't know yeah, why, no. why we get caught up, you <laughs> no. know. Well, it's, it's just like nice. we're we're just so fearful of man, you know. And but but when God speaks to you, like man, that's the only voice you need yeah. a confirmation from. And um, we want it in yeah. like we want to open up the U version Bible app and how to discover your calling. Yeah, and yeah. click on it yeah. and get it there. Or yeah. watch Stephen Furtick's latest video, etc. <laughs> and shout I, out to you, Stephen Furtick, or whoever you know it might be. I'll yeah. say that I'll say this too. Um, I think that Isaac because I, I've had the perspective of, of, you know, from when you were 13, I think is yeah. when we started our, uh, <clears throat> long relationship. And, uh, I, I was probably 10 at the time, but I, I got to see the per- perspective of all the naysayers of, of Isaac's life and all the, you know, challenges that he's, he's had. And he's consistently, constantly pursued that calling. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what the world has told him who he is or, or, you know, who he's supposed to be, he's always relentlessly pursued music always, you know? And, and I think it's interesting too, because we, we grew up in, in the same church. This is all going back to space jam too. Yeah. No, no, yes. no. Yes. yes. LeBron <laughs> telling his son, just dad, just let me be me. <laughs> exactly. Just let me be it's, me. Exactly. This is, <laughs> This is this is Space Jam this is one, powerful and a, one spiritual and a half. stuff, right? But <laughs> sorry, Cole. but what what I'm getting at is 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 you know something I've learned from from Isaac is the the genre of music that he specifically plays. Um, yeah. I would consider it metal. That might not necessarily be the correct term. It, you know, rock and roll, screamo music, right? You know, from from a worldly pers- perspective and an, and an ultra religious perspective. I feel like screamo and metal is not seen as of God, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think As, that's in general. Yeah, right. No, in general, I think that that people hear, "Ooh, that's Satan music." He's <laughs> he's screaming, but you know, it's an interesting, 
interesting perspective to have, you know, that, that, uh, you know, you, it's, it's your, it's what's in your heart. Right. And, and you're making a joyful noise unto the Lord. You know, if, if, if you want to put some perspective on, uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to go in deep on, on, uh, screaming and screamo music, you know, it, yeah. It's a, just a joyful noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loud clanging. No, yeah. I think there's tons of modern Christian dudes all over the world. Anyone that stumbles across is hope that's what you're listening to. And that's, that's a struggle is like being you, you know, being what you, I mean, what, what good is it to live the one life that you have to live not being you, you know, yeah. there's, but well, I can even kind of speak back to, you know, like, um, kids growing up in youth, right. It's like, Anything that you're passionate about or good about, you know, is supposedly sinful. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, yeah. well, if you enjoy it, well, that needs to be submitted and surrendered to God. Like, okay, right. I, I understand, <laughs> but maybe we should put a little bit more care and emphasis on like developing those God-given mm-hmm. gifts, you know, and, and framing those in a healthy perspective. Um, yeah. And teaching our kids, you know, how to have healthy relationships, you know, how to have t- healthy time management around the things that they're passionate about. You know, like um, I heard a preacher uh, say just a couple of weeks ago, he was he was giving a sermon and talking about, you know, his his kids. And uh, he said the, the phrase, you know, that we really need to. Uh, being a place where we're able to unfold our children rather than mold our children. I thought, oh, that's, that's really cool. That's, you know, cause yeah, you so get, deep, we, bro. yeah, well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, the mindset is that, you know, like, Oh, we got to do all these things to make sure our kids turn out great, you know, and turn out mm-hmm. right. And it's like, well, you know, what they're created to be is already there. You know, we just mm-hmm. need to give them an opportunity for that to unfold. Right. You know, yeah. I think, I think often, you know, me being a creative as well as an artist, like I, I feel like the world is, isn't necessarily set up for the creative. No, you know, and it's very much pushed that you, you know, you, you need to be within this mold. You need to be an analytical accountant, you know, and, and that's just not who creatives are. You know, it's like, it's like, it's that parable for an accountant. (laughs) No, right, right, right. No, if, if that's who you are, that's amazing. You know, but, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you tell an elephant and a monkey to climb a tree, mm-hmm. the elephant's going to have a hard time climbing the tree mm-hmm. yeah. because it's not what it's created or made to be. Yeah. Yep. You know, and yep. I think too often we're crammed into a, you know, a mold. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Let's end on this. Tell me um, great stuff. Isaac Smith, bass, string, <laughs> rhythmic person for chaotic resemblance. <laughs> Uh, you awesome man. You, uh, tell me what your, uh, here's what I like to phrase it is you, what do you find right now up to this moment, your life anthem being the one thing that you wake up every day. And this, this is my anthem that I live in life. I'll give you mine. Maybe that'll give you a frame of reference. So my life anthem is chasing obedience. That's mm-hmm. my life anthem. I can't control my success. I can't control. So I'm a pastor of a church, so I can't necessarily control how big or small it's going to be, or, you know, I can't, always determine those things. But the one thing I feel like I can not control, but I can submit to is obeying what God, I can chase obedience to what God wants me to be, to be and do. And if I do that, then I could die today. I could die tomorrow being like, you know what? I God, I chased what you, I felt you spoke to me about, and I'm comfortable with that. And that happens on the little and that happens on the big things. That happens as something as simple as last night, when I'm talking, uh, I th- in my brain, 
I'm like, dude, I want, I, there's this guy named Dusty that works at Pop John's that I've been, uh, that got saved at CWF. And I, I I'm just going to go buy pizza right now. Number one, because I did want pizza. Number two, <laughs> he was working at Pop John's. Nice. And this is a story I want, I uh, just telling people today. Uh, I got there, hey, Dusty, how's it going, man? Like, good to see you, bro. Like, what's going on? And and he told me the story, and this made me feel good about myself. But, like, he was like, hey, I was on Facebook the other day, and it was like, he doesn't go to church on a regular basis. So he was like, I think it was like a, I don't know if it was a service or what you were doing, but you were on the screen, you know, and I was watching it. And he's like, he's like, dude, um, you were talking about how your church prays for people and that you believe in prayer and you start praying for people. And he's like, it was so powerful. He's like, and I was just mesmerized by that. And I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> he's cool. like, I was so glued to that. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I, I forget people even watch our yeah. live stream. <laughs> first of all, second of all, that, that, that there was this really guy who's struggling to really walk with God who has, who I know cause he prayed the prayer of salvation wants Jesus really bad in his life. He's probably not flushing it out to the best of his ability right now, uh, or is this great disciple or follower of Christ, but yet, like, was like, whoa, captured by, you know. So it's just chasing obedience. Like, do what God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. Follow, I, I call follow your urges. You know, if they're the Holy Spirit, God urges. Follow those, not your sinful ones, but, you know, <laughs> the God urges. Like, hey, I feel like God wants me to do this and do that. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, and... You know, sometimes they're crazy. Sometimes they're stupid to other people. They're going to be like, oh, that's really dumb. Well, I'm not, I'm chasing obedience to God. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Sorry. Yeah. That's my life. <clears throat> so I've definitely have had um, different seasons throughout my very short life. Um, however, at the beginning of this year, um, the Holy Spirit specifically spoke to me that the theme for, for my life and my family for this year, at least, uh, was, is wholeness. Um, so currently right now, uh, and this, this is definitely something that I've, I've struggled with is, is, is taking the time and putting in a priority on, on rest and recovery. Uh, cause my personality type and just the, you know, the type of person that I am is that I'll just go, 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 I'll work, work, work. And then to like, just completely burn out, you know, and, um, you know, that's, that's not healthy, you know? And so one of my prayers, um, you know, as of late, you know, and, and this, this first half of the year has been, you know, God, you know, when it's, when it's time to work, help me to work hard, you know, God, when it's time to play, help me to play hard, you know, God, when it's time to rest, help me to rest hard, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, yeah, definitely, uh, wholeness has, has been the theme, uh, for at least this year, um, which is very different, um, than what it has been in, in the past. Um, but you almost, I, I know probably other people can relate to this, but you almost feel guilty for, uh, you know, stopping and relaxing and just chilling out, you know, for mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I know I have, you know, I just, um, and so, um, overall has just been a season of just kind of, uh, purging, decluttering, you know, just downsizing. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, the, the anthem has been wholeness, you know, for, for 2021 anyway. I mean, big Ben goes back to space jam two again. LeBron was like, I'm just so consumed with basketball. I forgot about you, son, and how important. <laughs> right? I mean, there you go. Is yep. this not really? Yep. Is it's it, all, this is all swinging, circling back around to Space Jam 2 this Jam, episode? Space Jam 3 right now happening. <laughs> just kidding. In production. Hey, this is a much longer episode than we normally have, but we don't often have rock stars right. on our podcast. <laughs> Big Ben, a.k.a. King I, Ranch. I am a rock star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Party like a rock star. And we are going to be partying like rock stars this weekend because we have a conference called No Price Tag Conference. Yep. If you happen to be listening to this, uh, it is a conference for uh, teens, purity.nopricetagconference.com. We're going to put a bunch of stuff online. You can check that out and check out Chaotic Resemblance. Tell us where they can check that out, the social websites, etc. Yep, yep. All the socials, uh, all the digital media uh, platforms, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google it, Instagram, yep, yep. all of just all chaotic the resemblance. Yep, two words. You guys, you guys recently had a very successful song this last year. Unto the Lamb. Yes, yes, that uh, went very well. Yeah, yes. it was extremely popular. Yeah, so number one on for, Christ, yeah. Christian rock for a couple weeks. Yep, yep. So. Check them out. That's why he's a rock star. Ladies and gentlemen, modern Christian dudes, Isaac Smith, Chaotic Resemblance. We'll talk to you guys next time.